this is how you start to break the link in the cycle and start living a more fulfilling and satisfying and aligned life that actually gives you energy rather than leaving you feeling drained and like you're drudging through the day. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, my loves, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast. I am super excited for this episode. I think it's going to be kind of a juicy one, so definitely make sure you stick with me to the end. But I've been trying to find the words to have this conversation for a little while now, and I think I've got it down packed. And one of the common themes I've been seeing among the people that I work with is they're saying they're just feeling blah. They've got that stuck feeling, that unmotivated and just kind of cast through the day to finish the day, make it to the weekend, wanting to relax and take a breath. And I don't bring this up with any intention other than to help because we've all been there. I've definitely been there too. And to put it frankly, I hate that feeling. So think about these situations where maybe you're experiencing it too lately, where your mind just feels like it's running a million miles a minute, knowing either what you want to do or just that you feel like you need to do something new or different or bigger, but can't place your finger on it. So let's talk about that. This feeling is actually called languish and languish is characterized by just a general dissatisfaction, lack of engagement, apathy, Ultimately, languish isn't an actual health condition. It's not like a clinical illness like chronic anxiety or depression, but instead, it's just more of a state of mind that we can feel like we're stuck in. And like I said, we've all been there before, feeling stuck or stagnant or just frankly unmotivated. And if you're feeling that way now, it's okay no judgment from me. So don't give judgment to yourself. If you could see me, I'm like literally wagging my finger right now because you're not alone. And in fact, it's really common for everyone to experience at some point, but it's even more common right now over the last few years. And here's the thing. Languish is not a place where we have to stay. Obviously, it's a state of being But it can really sap our energy. It can really rob our motivation and prevent us from living the life that we actually desire. So it can be a little hard to break. But that's what I'm here to talk about. How do we break out of the state of languish and start living the life that we want? I have a theory. But first, I want to ask you this. What do you know about cognitive dissonance? Let me tell you what I know. In the field of psychology, cognitive dissonance is the perception of contradictory information and dealing with the mental toll of it. This happens when something between your actions, your feelings, ideas, beliefs, values, the things in your environment, all of it just doesn't match up. 
This cognitive dissonance is typically experienced as psychological stress when someone participates in an action that goes against one or more of those things. So it goes against what you're doing is going against your values, your beliefs, the things you think are true and good and important, right? And it's basically believing one thing and doing the other. And according to this theory, when two actions or ideas are not psychologically consistent with each other, the discomfort is triggered by the person's belief clashing with what they're doing, new information, and where this person tries to find a way to resolve the contradiction to reduce this discomfort. But sometimes we don't have an answer. So could cognitive dissonance be playing a part in that blah or stuck feeling? I really think so. Because when we are experiencing a conflict between our beliefs and our actions, that's when we start to sense that discomfort or that tension and it feels really uneasy. And if we don't know that, that we don't know that we need to resolve it, or maybe we just don't know how to resolve it, but we understand that this is happening... That's what I believe leads to that state of languish, that blah, that stuck. It leads you to feeling stuck or unsure of how to resolve this conflict between what we're doing and what we believe we should be doing. So let me give you some super simple examples. These are baby examples, but I think it'll better help you maybe put yourself in the situation if this was what you're going through. But I want to give the normal categories that folks typically focus on. So we've got things like health and wellness, your career and that type of goal, your relationship and personal development, right? These are big areas in all of our lives. So how could cognitive dissonance potentially be leading to this languish feeling? Well, let's say you super value health and wellness, but you're struggling to find the time to find time in your schedule or rearrange your schedule, or maybe you've been struggling to find the motivation to go out and get some movement, get your exercise, make and eat the healthy food. You might feel stuck in a cycle of these non-goal-oriented habits which is going to make you feel guilty, frustrated, even lead to some really strong stress and anxiety. But all of these things further contribute to your lack of motivation, making it harder to break out of the cycle. Because when we continue, maybe we want to focus on our health and wellness, but we don't go out and move and we're feeling stressed so we don't eat the thing that's good for our health. Well, now it's harder to get out and move because we ate the thing that doesn't feel good and then we don't have good sleep about it because we're feeling anxious. And all of these things go against what your actual values are of health and wellness. And we talk about breaking cycles a lot on this podcast, but Something like where you can't figure out the answer like this, where you just don't know how to change it, it can leave you feeling really stuck about the whole subject. Anxious because you want to work out and move, anxious because you're now worried about working out and getting that movement, then later on anxious because you knew you should and you didn't. All of this sucks, so we have to figure out how to break that link in the cycle. Or let's give an example on personal growth and self-improvement, right? Maybe that's something you really, really value, 
but you are afraid to take the risk or to try the new thing, to put in the work to do the things you want because of some fear or some limiting belief. Or, you know, for example, maybe you're stuck in a job that doesn't align with your passions, but you're too worried or scared about pursuing something you'd be more passionate about. Because, and this is not something again that we're judging for, it's because you enjoy the comfort of a reliable income. Maybe people rely on you, but you're battling and that's conflicting with the fact that you're wanting and needing something different. This conflict between your belief and your actions can be what's leading to that feeling of stagnation, of boredom, of lack of fulfillment. And this makes perfect sense. As you can see here, looking at other people's examples or other potential examples, obviously we're not judging them because it makes sense why this could be so confusing, so conflicting. But that tends to be harder to do for ourselves. So just keep that in mind. If your mental self-talk stops being so nice to you as you're trying to work through this, because again, it's frustrating. We can get frustrated with ourselves but that's not helpful. Or let's think maybe it's your relationship, right? Maybe you so value your relationships with your friends and your family, but when you're with them, you find yourself constantly checking your phone or your email, or you just can't figure out how to make time for them. Or when you do make time for them, you feel tired and drained and checked out because something else stole your energy, this can really make you feel guilty and disconnected from the people that you care about, which leads to feelings of loneliness and isolation. You see this cycle, you see this loop. This makes you frustrated because that's what you want and what you need is family love and support. But whatever has happened in life has caused you not to prioritize that in action, only mentally so now not only are you drained from the things that drained you in the first place, you're also drained because you can't refill your energy because we're not taking that action. If the way to fill your cup again is to spend that family time, but it's not matching, this is cognitive dissonance. And if we don't know how to figure it out or don't know that we need to figure this out, what's going to happen? We're going to feel stuck and drained. Or again, on this last one in my common list, think about... Maybe you super strongly value your work-life balance, but then you find that you are always almost impulsively thinking about work, planning work things, checking your email, taking your personal, I'm sorry, taking your work calls during your personal time rather than giving that time and energy and focus to something that actually fills your cup and charges you up and makes you feel good for a change. This, like I said, leads to burnout, exhaustion, maybe resentment towards your job or what you're doing. So in all of these things, we can see cognitive dissonance can create a lot of just uneasiness or that discomfort, which will lead to languish over time if we don't fix it, especially when we don't have the tools or resources because we don't know how to change it. Maybe we don't know that we even can change it. But what we're doing right now is working through the very first step to fix it. It's acknowledgement. Acknowledging these things and seeing a bit more clearly from a new perspective is a first step so that now you can start taking action to align the things that you're doing. The things in your life, your lifestyle, right? Start to 
align what you're doing, align your actions, put energy into things that you value, put energy into your beliefs with the things that you want. This is how you start to break the link in the cycle and start living a more fulfilling and satisfying and aligned life that actually gives you energy rather than leaving you feeling drained and like you're drudging through the day. And the good news is, we know we don't have to stay stuck there. It can feel like it. Oh my God, I get it. It can totally feel like the wind has just been stolen from your lungs, but we can change this. We have the power to understand ourselves. That means we have the power to take inspired action and to align what we're doing more closely with our beliefs and the things that we value for ourselves, align with our desires, and again, break that link in the cycle of languish. And just start with that self-reflection. Take some time to get clear again on the things you believe for yourself, on the things you value for yourself. What is it that you actually want? And then start looking at, and this is something you probably want to work with someone on. This is what I work with people on every day, you know, getting this clearer. But however this makes sense for you, you need to start seeing how you can better align, again, what you're currently doing with what you want. Start doing whatever you can to make your day-to-day, to make your lifestyle look more like the one that you want to be living. This takes action. Are there areas where maybe you're not living up to your own expectations, where it's not working out in that way? Are there things that you could be doing better or differently to actually align your lifestyle, your day-to-day with these things that you find valuable? And once you've identified these areas, the areas that you want to make change, it's time to set achievable and realistic and specific goals. You got to start small and add layers working your way up. You want to set goals that are challenging in the sense that you haven't been doing them. It's maybe a mental challenge. You've got to intentionally do it, but also attainable not so challenging in that fact, but something that does make sense and is doable, right? And the most important key here is you have to celebrate all of your progress, even the 1% progress, every step along the way. Celebrate all the steps, all the things, every little moment, every even a little thought or mental, mental shift that you make throughout the day. Celebrate that to yourself. That's really hacking into the dopamine of your brain because remember, your brain really does like to feel good. And when we do the things that we actually like and we do what we set out to do, that feels really good. So we produce more dopamine. This really does help keep you motivated and keep moving forward doing those things because it creates a space where your brain starts to be excited about it again. And excitement is really key here. And once you do this and make it a bit of a routine, you can start to create new systems and new habits that will allow you to continue to take action and take bigger action, more aligned action. Because friends, we can sit here, we can wait for change, we can hope for change, we can long for it, but then do nothing about it. You have to get clear on what you actually want, what the youest you wants, and there's nothing you deserve more than to go after it. Figure out what you don't like and what you do like, right? Our emotional guidance system is there for a reason, but you do have to be the one though. 
to get out and start making those changes in your life. Don't fall into that habit of just thinking about it, of fantasizing about it, but then not doing anything about it. And it might be scary at first, right? It might feel uncomfortable or feel uneasy to get outside of your comfort zone. That's why we call it outside of your comfort zone. This might sound cheesy, but it's true. Remember it. Every journey starts with the first step. And with each step you take, you get closer. You get more aligned with what you actually want and desire. And I know it might feel like you have no time. I I know that's the first thing that people always tell me, that other things are higher on the priority list, what have you. But I promise you this, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the people and the things around you to add things that you actually look forward to on your schedule. You'll find, I promise you this, that you feel like you get so much more time back. It feels better in your brain. When you're putting things on your calendar that you love and you enjoy and are for you, you actually feel like you have more time and you're less busy, even if your schedule is potentially a little bit more full than before. Because when we have things to look forward to on our calendar, we feel a sense of anticipation and we're excited. And that makes the time leading up to those activities feel like it flies by in a way better way, not so blah right? And when we do them, we actually engage in those things that bring us joy and make us fulfilled, we feel more energized, more motivated, which gives us a sense of momentum. Momentum is a key word here on this podcast. And it just makes our time and energy feel so much more abundant. And abundance is key, right? We love to feel abundance. That's what leads to flow. That's what leads to really getting in the life that you want and just living it out and not having to work so dang hard for it. So this is my challenge for you today. Take a look at your calendar for this next upcoming week or next upcoming month. Let's find some ways to schedule in activities that do nothing more than pour into your cup, no matter what it is. Something, again, that does nothing but make you feel good. You'll be amazed at how much more time you feel like you have and how much more fulfilled and satisfied you feel in your life. I tell you this all the time, but again, if you want to pour good into others and the things in your life, you better fill into your own cup with those good things for that to happen. Embrace the things that light up your life, my loves. You deserve to take the action that will align yourself with the life that you want. Let this be what breaks you out of that blah and that languish. You know I'm here to help, but you have the power to change your life, and I know you can do it. I cannot wait to hear what you accomplish. I love you all, and I'll meet you back here next week. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness.